Siobhan and I have had, she gets to taste mine, I get to taste hers, I get and our guests all. taste everything, so we do a little wine review. Um, so last month, <laughs> we, we had some technical difficulties where we did not record, so our entire episode just was a regular conversation. <laughs> so we said, you know what, we can't go without doing a wine out for the month. So. This is our redo. Uh, we have decided to, everybody collectively chose two months. And we're going to do a, we are going to do a real true wine tasting. None of us have had any of these wines to my knowledge. Nope. Um, this will be a first. So you get to see a true wine tasting with uh, the Waiting in Color episode of this wine out. Um, but speaking of our guests, yes. let's tell you about our wonderful, wonderful guest who's a true friend to us and the podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, you want me to ask yeah, Yes. Everybody calls me Sean for sure because nobody can ever remember my long name. It gets stuck in the back of my throat. It gets stuck in the front, too. <laughs> just stuck. Yeah, it's just like stuck. Yeah, so yes, so we have a little bit uh more hefty snacks today. Um, thanks to what he likes to call himself the husband. Uh so we will be munching, please excuse us, while we're reviewing. And the topic of discussion today is going to be your personal level up, meaning your 2.0 or 3.0 or 5.7, whatever you want to call it, but your next level, your next step, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you've learned from your past journey? And so on and so on. So we're going to chop that up a little bit. But first, but first, let's pick a line. So Sean, tell us um, while we're whining, tell us uh, what's your level up? What's your level up? Like what? What you've been doing to like get to the next you to be your best self? I'm gonna start and off. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's been a whole whirlwind of things going from a 
divorce and depending on someone's financial, being a stay-at-home mom. So to build yourself up, and that was a little over seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So to build myself up to, um, I just graduated, you know, Blue State University in May mm-hmm. uh, with my bachelor's degree. So, and I've been working, um, you know, also for a company for seven years. But my level up was, my biggest thing was finding a home. Mm-hmm. So being a homeowner for the last two and a half years, that is a huge level up for me. It wasn't easy. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> but um, it's an accomplishment to say you actually really own something mm-hmm. and have your name on it. And it didn't matter if it was going to be, I didn't say, hey, I had to have this huge math mansion. I just wanted it to be mine. You know what I mean? Right. I wanted to make sure all the kids, that's another level up for me. All the kids had their own rooms, uh-huh. you know, their own space because uh-huh. they never had. Uh-huh. I so, understand. you know, we were able to move from a bad neighborhood. They were never able to play outside. Um, mm-hmm. And in order to move now, they're like, Mom, I'm outside. Well, 20 minutes, I'm going to be outside. <laughs> but, that, that but also, I just found out on yesterday, I got the email. I got my promotion. I am now supervisor as of August 30th. I am overly excited about it. I've worked very hard to be here. But also, I start my master's in the fall so that I can become a project manager. Okay. I want to get my PMP certification as well. Um, I realize education is very important, you know, to get to, to the next step mm-hmm. where you need to be. So those are pretty much all my levels is just to really be a homeowner and to make sure I'm doing everything I can for my kids. And they see these things that I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. now they see it and they're like, oh, I want to go to school. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were saying I was And my first marriage, absolutely. I did not know that. I think that that's even more of an inspiration to me, like carrying that, that, you know, basically in seven years or so, you've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to getting your bachelor's, working on your master's, becoming a supervisor, really moving. Because I know for a lot of people, especially, like, let's, let's be honest, we all in our 30s here. So for a lot of people in their 30s, I think there's a stigma that it's too late to start. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not. It's right. really not. So to hear, you know, somebody say, look, I, whatever that, that section in my life was, my stay-at-home mom section portion of my life, it's not my whole life, it's not my whole story. I have to start over at 29, at 30, 31, 32, whatever that happens to be. Like, that's awesome. And for me, I also had a thing, uh, I kept telling myself at first, I was like, oh, I got kids, I can't go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a reason why you can't, you know, you say you can't do something. But um, my mom had this notion, and she said to me, she said, how do you eat that out of and I said, well, what does the elephant have? Right. What does the elephant have to do with it? Right. You just don't want to survive. No, no. <laughs> I get what you're saying. When I think about the level aspect of it, um, my mom plays a huge role. She got her bachelor's from Boone in 2003. She got her master's from Phoenix. So I'm kind of walking in her footsteps. Mm-hmm. But she said, well, how did you eat the elephant? I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? And she said, one bite at a time. She said, you don't eat the whole entire elephant. So even if you're taking one class at a time, you're still going to get to your end goal. Don't sit there and try to take four classes and work full time and be a full time mom. That's way too much going on. But as long as you're taking one step at a time, you'll get to where you need to be. Okay, cool. That's inspiration to me because I'm a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I don't want to say I feel, well, I do, I will say, I do feel stagnant in some 
aspects of things because so much is against us. Um, when I say us, I'm speaking in reference to my husband and I. Um, it's just been a whole whirlwind, not to get entirely too deep, but we are a blended family. So with us being blended, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of tug and pull. It's a lot of over, over, I don't want to say overcompensating, but it is overcompensating for the absent parent or the lacking parent. Um, and it's, it's, it, it can be tough. Um, when I first got married, I was a stay at home mom, stay at home stepmom. Um, because you know baby girl was we got married she had just turned two Uh, yes like fresh two um and it was a lot of things that i noticed that she was uh lacking so my job especially on home was stay at home mom i'm teaching i'm doing this i'm doing that to make sure she got what she needed um, making sure the other children who are getting off the bus are getting what they need. Yes, we had another person at the house to help, but we all know that all help isn't help. Mm-hmm. So it was that aspect of it. And my husband had it. Like he was, I had the financial side. It is what it is. And with that, I was able to venture into uh, entrepreneurship where I became a, a lash tech esthetician, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, it was like, eh. it, at first I was like, yay, I'm here for it. Yeah. Woo! And then it was like, okay, this is not consistent. I, I don't like this. I don't, I don't. Then I lost the drive to do it. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I, I, nope. So things shifted on my husband's side. When things shifted on my husband's side, it was like, this man... Was going to kill himself working. It got to the point we didn't see him. And I was like, Michelle, there's nothing wrong with you. Get up and go to work. So at that moment, it was an instant shift. Get up, go to work. Get up. You, you can do the little entrepreneurial thing on the side because it's not really getting you what y'all need right now. So my shift, get up, go to work. Got up, got a job, went to work. And it's just been a constant hustle and a constant, okay, this and this and raising the kids. And I understand, see, we have six children. <laughs> six children, one out of state. Um, and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So when you say, okay, I think I want to go back to school. Ooh. Where does that fit in your budget? Where does that or fit time. in your time? You know, because now it's it, where people say, well, no, kids don't matter. They do matter. They do play a part in it. When you have X, Y, and Z, somebody has to be home to raise these children. So for me, it's it's that part of it. Now, right now, they are getting older. But now here I am, like 40, saying, hey, girl. And I'm like, do I have the attention span to go back to school? Realistically, what are what when you do this, something is actually going to be lacking. 
something somewhere is going to be like. I mean, yeah, we talked about that. And for, right. For me, it's what are you what are you going to sacrifice? And for me, my biggest thing is I never want my children to have to sacrifice for something that I want. And I feel that's where the biggest sacrifice would be. If you go back to school, your children somewhere are going to fall. And that mentally, I can't handle. So if that means I gotta thug it out and do this another way, then that's what I'm gonna have to do. Because I'm not going to rob them of their chance to move forward because I decide, oh, now I want to follow my dreams. That's selfish. That's absolutely selfish. But at the same time, I do understand you still have to show them that through all these obstacles, you still have to have drive. You still have to have a goal. It might not be what you want to do, but you have to have a goal and execute and how you want to execute that. So for me, I look at it a little differently, but I will say I have an awesome girl tribe who are who's always challenging me. And sometimes I'm gonna be like this <laughs> to them, like for real. But I understand it. Even to be honest, creating this podcast, this has been a thought process, both of you know, for a while. And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, okay. Oh, when it happens. And my co-host, lovely sister here was like, look, this is what it is. If you want to do this, let's do this. Then got sent confirmation through some other things. And I was like, okay. Being Corona, and I was like, okay. So things fell in place where it was no excuses. And I don't mind when things like that happen, it's okay, God, I see you, I hear you, I'm moving. So that part, I don't mind doing. Okay, well, let's grow this, let's do this, let's learn this new skill, let's move this over here. I don't mind it. I'm just, I think I'm going to be the type of person that'll gain a whole bunch of skills but don't have a degree. So, and what I am learning is that doesn't disqualify you for this. And then this is my self-growth. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a learning process because, you know, when you're growing up, you hear, especially as African-American children, you don't have a degree, you don't have anything. You can't go anywhere because when we were younger, you can't go anywhere if you don't graduate high school. So everybody was like, well, as long as I graduate high school, then it was you can't go anywhere if you don't have a degree. Oh, okay, well, I'll go out here and get all these student loans. I've never had a student loan. I went to PG Community College for some years, then I ended up getting pregnant, and it was about my son. But it, I never had student loans, and the, the stress, the hurdles, the headaches that I see people go through with student loans is probably the main reason I won't go back to school outside of the kids. I don't want that story, period. I don't want that story. I've never had a student loan. I don't want one. And if and I feel like there has to be another way for me to, if I need this education, it has to be another way for me to do this when I don't occur a student loan because I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my children. And that's what I've been pushing more so than me going back to school. I want you all to go through school and you don't have to have that sword. You don't have to have that, 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 that burden, that cloud over your head. So that means I got to put me 
off to make sure you can, then that's, that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm still push and have my own things, but my focus, Michelle 2.0 is making sure your 1.0 is above my 2.0. I feel if, if I can get you further than where I was coming out the gate, all right, I'm cool. We can, woo. My job is done because now I've given you all the necessary. I've taught you everything that I could. I've helped you everywhere I can. So now you can take what's around you, the tools that you have, what you learned, and run with it. So that's my 2.0. My 2.0 is me learning a little bit of stuff here and there. I'm not saying I will never go back to school. That's what I was even the topic of discussion at, um, Wednesday with my husband. Um, but I also have to, I'm the type of person. I have to have drive for it. If it's something that I'm going to be like, oh, and two months later, what's that over there? <laughs> I ain't going to do it. And then it'll be a waste of money, a waste of time, another thing to regret. Uh, look, that, I, I got enough stuff, okay? No. So I think that's where my mindset is on that. But my 2.0 personally is making sure my kids 1.0 is better than my 2.0. My level up, I went back to school. So I went to, so I got my bachelor's from Southern University in performing arts. I don't recommend anybody that. I mean, I really don't. Like, I'm going, if you do, if you choose to, double major. Hmm. Trust me, just double, double major. Spend the extra year, find a fallback. I don't recommend anybody to strictly go for the performing arts and just double it. Okay, because a lot of people I know who have performing arts degrees two years after we graduated were in nursing programs. I was never, let me be clear, I was personally never going to be a nurse. It's not that I have anything against nursing. I came, the city I'm from, nursing is like this big thing because most people are nurses. I don't have a bedside manner. I do not have the patience that you know. <laughs> so I was never going to do that. But I knew a lot of people after that then went into the medical field, usually mm-hmm. through nursing, once they had their, their performing arts degrees and within two years and realizing that it's a very romanticized life. Even the struggle of an artist is extremely romanticized versus the reality. Yes. And I went through that in Boston. That's the line for another time. But so my 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 level up was I was in a job I hated. Um and I was like, you know what, I gotta get out of it. And to Michelle's point, a lot of the stuff I did, I taught myself. The job I have now, most of the skills I have for it for it, I taught myself. The creative design, the marketing, the communications, all of that type of stuff, I taught myself. Um, I, I was very, I've been very fortunate and very lucky that I was able to level up doing things that I wanted to do without realizing that's what I was doing. I worked at a church for four years, I think, four or five years. And, uh, when their director of media ministry quit, I basically took over because the director of worship and arts ministry and the director of the, um, she was also the director of music ministry, same person. So she saw, oversaw music ministry. She also saw media ministry and dance ministry. It was my best friend. And her brother, pastor. So I said, I was already doing freelance stuff for them. 
Um, there was a whole lot of church on But I was already doing freelance stuff for them. I got brought in. I got free reign to do what I want. Like, what software do you need? You tell me. Hold on. So I went and researched and like mm-hmm. showed them test too. I am a research queen. queen. You tell me. It's I need to know this. Give me 24 it. hours. I'll be right <laughs> I <there>. promise <laughs> you. It's the same. I've done my own research on and been like, I need a second source. So see, can you look? Because I found out this. She's like, I got you. I got you. I got you. And I got that from my mother. <laughs> Quick aside. There was a guy like, and this is back when my space was popping. So these, this was popping. <laughs> there was a guy I liked, and I wasn't sure about him. And I told his name to my mother, you know, all I had. And she was like, okay. Within two days, my mom called me and was like, yeah, he got a kid and a girl. What? She was like, yeah, and I went on this line. I went and I searched them and I found this and I found this and I found this and I found this and I found this. And I, this, and I, this, and I was like, oh, who are they? <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Do you have access to and what? But anyway, so I'm that her She's a mama, okay? Like we find things. <laughs> research. So because I had that spirit in me, I took so much and I researched like how do I make videos? I was already playing around with making, you know, video editing. I, I did that. And I did graphic design. I did a whole lot and I taught myself. But what I realized is unfortunately because we do live in a world where that paper is so valued. I went back to school and I I will say I never had student loan debt to that extent. When I got my bachelor's, my mom had been paying it all, paying toward it while I was in school. When mm-hmm. I got out, I think I had five thousand left on it or so. Mm-hmm. My first job, I literally the day before I quit, I took all my money. I said, I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to own anybody. I at least want to be in breaking even or whatever. So I took the very last I had and I paid off all my student years and my student loans within nine months of being out of school. I didn't want to go back in debt, which is why I did not go back to anybody's program for so long. I was like, I really don't want to do this. I just want to figure it out myself. And I did that. But unfortunately, a lot of things, a lot of jobs were like, you need a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. I had a bachelor's, but it was in the foreign arts. Mm-hmm. So that was not helpful. So I went and found a certificate program. I went to Bismarck State College, BSC, which is in North Dakota. I did it online. But they had a high-ranked web design and development certification program. I didn't want to go and get... I could have gotten an associate's student, but it would have required me to take core classes. I wasn't doing that. I tested out of core classes my freshman year of college. Like, I didn't have to take it. I think I took, like, four. I was not going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. So I took the certificate program instead, just to have the paper. I did it great. Um, it was a year program, fine. Got back in the debt. I was able to, and I'm very, very thankful to COVID for this actually, <laughs> because COVID was the reason that they put the forbearance mm-hmm. on loans and they stopped the interest. Mm-hmm. I paid all off mm-hmm. because since I don't have interest on it. I've, I struggled on other stuff, make sure all my regular bills are paid, but I paid all that. Mm-hmm. So my 2.0 level up for me was I went back to school. I did a year, um, the year certificate program. And then after that, I was still, I hated my job the whole way through. My job was not encouraging for me to do it because I had asked them basically if I could just take a 30 minute longer lunch 
Mm-hmm. during days and I had already worked out the schedule to be like compensating for them and me and the time and everything and they were like no can you do another program can you do something at night can you do and I was like you know what but this is what I will say don't let anybody get in your way mm-hmm. so I was like no I'm not going to do another program but I know now that between five and nine I'm going to just have to struggle I'm going to have to be focused it was my focus I didn't really talk to a lot of people during that year. Like, I pretty much, weekends was it. And I was doing projects. I was doing all this other stuff. That that was a very stressful time for me because of my living situation, because of everything else going down. That was two years. I had horrible birthdays. It was just bad. But I pushed myself through to get it. My grandmother I lost right before I graduated. It was just rough. But that was my 2.0. And that gave me paper needed to become qualified, even though, mind you, the stuff I learned was web, web design and development based. The job I have now, the job I'm looking for was communication, which was video editing and graphic design, which I had at church. So I really pushed more toward my, my experience. But my 2.0 for me was getting a job where I one felt appreciated because I did not in my other one. Two was felt compensated mm-hmm. rightly because I was extremely underpaid and overworked at my last job. And three, where I could find my own stability because I'm not, I, I have a dog. I have a um, I don't have children. I don't have a husband. don't have a boyfriend. I do got me. And I needed to be in a place where I could sleep on my own because of what I've also realized is a lot of, and I'll speak to the U.S. because I live here, a lot of the U.S. is based around codependency. Mm-hmm. It's not built for you especially as a woman, to stand by yourself. Yes, absolutely. So, but it was important for me to do that because I can't live in the fantasy of the magic man I may never meet. Mm -hmm. I have me. That's that's an assurance. Me and Roman are an assured thing. Any guy coming in would be nice. You know, let me put these bills. Temporary. But there's no guarantee. And even if I were to get married, there's no saying that my husband won't, you know, call no guarantee. There's still no guarantee. There's so many other things in life that I still may end up on my own. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been important for me to be able to stand on my own. So my 2.0 level up was to be more stable in my independence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So with that, I can say that I take my hat off to that because a lot of a lot of people don't even understand that it's it's hard enough to to be black, but it's hard it's harder when you're a black woman. Mm-hmm. So just like you say, you were you weren't getting a conversation for the job that you were doing. You know what I mean? But see, you knew what your body was, so you kept pushing. But a lot of people wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't even go in a direction that you're going in. A lot of people say, oh, you know what? I got a man. He wants to take care of this. But you're, you're already in that mindset. I can do this on my own. I don't mm-hmm. need a man. Now, to say, if a man came in, that's totally different. I would welcome him with open arms. Right. Please. But you know, we're <laughs> We're doing these different things with kids and you're doing things independently, but our struggles are very similar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it still takes a strong person to do what you're doing because not a lot of people are there. So I definitely take my hat off to that. And for you to know what your value is, it's so many of us 
who don't know what will work. But you already know that you're here. So you're not going to accept something this year. And that's what's crazy, too, because let me tell you, I still think to understand undervalued. And I know that I was looking to leave Baltimore to the D.C. area, right? Like, all the jobs I was looking for were around D.C. I told my Michelle back when it was happening, I hate Baltimore. I got to get out of it. It's toxic for me. It's not good for my depression. It's just, it's, it's extremely bad for me to be here. But um, I, I had, when I first moved up, so like 2012, I had done math of what I would need, the salary I would need to be comfortable, and it was 40000 I never made that multi. Let me just no. first say, never, no, no. The closest I got was like 38.5. Never made it. And this was going off of, I'm not even trying to live in like the richest place in Baltimore. This was like me trying to live comfortably. comfortably. And I actually had a very nice apartment, but it was because it was privately owned. I rented from a private person and not a company. So it was priced affordably. I had a very nice time though. Very nice. It was great. Um, but I said 40. 40 makes me comfortable. 40 gets me to do, to be able to travel. 40 is Roman is good. 40 is me not living check to check. Right. Um, never made. And even when I was looking for, when I was looking for my new job, let me say this is tested up because I, I called Marshall after tech. My goal whenever they asked me, you know, what's your salary range, was always like 45. I was like, finally, like 45, I'll be good. I could make, you know, 45 to 50, 45 was like my range, my estimate. When I got the call for my current job, I put that on there. And when I got the call for what my salary was going to be, it was over. Like, that's like a good amount over. Like, and I just remember being like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, what I don't just adultery. Yeah, like it's the way I'm like, you know, I, I had in my mind that I needed at least 40. My range was I think 40 to 45. It really was. I still didn't even push. I was like, let me put it up the next. So you still undercut. I still apparently was undercutting. And then I went through my first year and when the end of the year came, which is when they you know they look at bonuses and all that, I got another rate. And not the standard little 2% that my old company used to do that's just kind of, they make you feel special about it mm-hmm. the first year and then you realize, this is, this is a 2% annual. It's not anything spectacular. No, I got a raise in a bonus. And it was, my current company is much more transparent. And I think part of that's because it's employee owned. It's much more transparent. It's much more, I'm giving you this because of this. These were conversations. Like my supervisor at the time, I don't even know but she's right too. But my supervisor at the time was like, these were the conversations. And she told me the conversations she was having with the board and the CEO and her manager about me and why my raise was going to be what it was and my bonus was going to be what it was. You know what I mean? Versus, we're getting 2%. Oh my God, yay. But that's just an angle to present. Like, it's not really anything special mm-hmm. about me, about this. Um, so I still undercut myself to an extent. But it was just, I remember getting the call and being like, I can be comfortable, like even more so. And I can not only be comfortable, because then my 40 was based on me being comfortable. Right? I can get out of here. 
and be comfortable. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's, that's always awesome. a thing. That's that's always a thing. Mm-hmm. So, what what prompted you to do your to level up? What prompted you to want to level up? To be honest, my kids, my kids are always my main focus on everything, and I was just like, how can I? trying to be like you really just be independent because I never knew if a man was going to come into my life. So with coming out of that marriage and see his thing to me was he told me I would never make it without. I think a lot of people got told it. So for me, he was like, you know, no one would want someone with three kids, blah, blah, blah. So when I had the host over that and I sat down that night and I just bowled out crying. And I was like, you know what? Crying's not going to get me nowhere. You know what I mean? So my biggest thing was I can show each other that and boom, got myself together. I had I moved back to my mother. That's something I never wanted to do as an adult because it felt like I was taking mm-hmm. several steps backwards. Mm-hmm. But that's what made me do everything. And still now, like going forward with my three point it's a harder decision because my husband now has no children. Mm. So when we talk about it, but now you see I'm getting a promotion. I'm, I'm trying to get my masters. I'm doing all these things. And within that time frame, you know, I'm about to be 34. He's 35. And we talk about adding in addition to the 17,000 kids we already had. Oh, so I think. I've got money. That would be my next step. But it's how you, it's how you get there. How do we do those things right now? So that, that's the next step in it. But the 2.0 really was the kids and me showing, it's not me just showing my access and it's me showing the world I can do this. No matter how hard it is. And I, the thing is, if I fail, I not only fail me, mm-hmm. I'm going to fail them. Mm-hmm. So I got to keep moving. And I think for any mother or parent figure, that's the thing. But something that I am learning is in my failures, those are lessons to them as well as to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, what I have started to do is I started to show my children my failures. I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. This did not go the way I wanted. I'm gonna tell you right now, I hate this. I don't want to. I don't want to, but you know what? I'm gonna. And I'll get up and they'll see me get up and do it. And and just for them to know, this is not what she feels like doing. This she feels defeated right now. She feels it because I want them to know that it's one, it's normal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to feel weird and out of place. Everybody goes through that emotion. But this is how you work through it. So instead of me just saying, you know, I'm just gonna show you. No, I'm gonna show you because it I'm going to show you and it, the more I show you without talking to you, it could go woo, right over your head. And because one is still children, so they may not see it. But having being vulnerable, showing them that vulnerability is putting myself out there. But at the same time, it's showing them, oh, wait, mommy has those doubts and fears too. But she gets up every morning. She does X, Y, and Z. She loves us. She yells at us. She screams at us. We have fun. We laugh. We kick it. We joke. Oh, okay. So mommy is processing this the same way we are. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and the biggest part is for me is when 
I did my whole weight loss thing. And my children were, Mom, what's your workout today? I saw my workout, they were like, oh, God. You want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. This is stupid. I don't know why I signed up for this. I can't believe them. This is dumb. And I'm literally talking to them. One, I'm talking to them because I didn't talk to somebody and nobody was there. So that's one. But two, my children are like, oh, okay. So then when they go to practices or they're in, you know, doing things in school and they're like, oh my God, this is so hard. This is that. I want you to be able to show me that just like I can show you that. And then we can go, okay, now that we've established this, how are we going to work with this? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to move forward? Because we can't stay here. Right. We can't. Even if we want to stay in this miserable spot, you literally can't. You have to make a decision. You can't be still. So, and, and that's how I have started within, I want to say the last two, three years to look at that, show them those things. Cause that's something that my, my mom showed me, my dad didn't show it to, but my dad also has a different creed than my mom. It's different. And, and again, didn't notice any of that until I had grown. So it's like, oh, my parents aren't this. Oh, my, you know, they did go through this. So rather my children realize it when they're grown, I'm showing them now so that maybe something will come along and where when something came along for me, I didn't say anything to my mom, but I figured it out with my dad and I figured it out. Then later on, I said something to them. I said, oh, well, I could have told you. Now, because they've seen that vulnerable part, they go, well, mom, you remember when you did? I feel like this sometimes. And then, you know, like, oh, I felt this way. And this is that. Or this is what my thought process was. And believe me, they tell me things. And then I have to practice it myself. They're being vulnerable right now. Chill out. No snap. Because I know what you want to say. But okay. Process. <sighs> okay. And how you going to work through it? What's, what's the best way to answer this? And sometimes I want to be like, but and sometimes it's warranted. But sometimes it's like, okay, this child takes things this way better. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about it this way. Well, let's pose this question. You know, and things like that. Like my son is an anger issue. He was going all. And the black mama side of me was like, oh yeah, this what we do? Knock up, let's go. But the other side of me was like, uh-uh. Girl, I went, <laughs> I went down. My son stopped and was like, and when I stopped, I said, that's what you look like. It was like, like a light bulb went up. I said, like, that's what you look like. You see your reaction to me? That's what you look like. I said, now think, if your child was doing that to you, the person who you care for, you spend all your money on, you do X, Y, and Z, you go to bat for is doing that to you. What does that make you feel? Like I want to fight it. No. So it was like, oh. so just learning how to navigate through that is another thing, especially with more mental health becoming 
an awareness thing, and especially in the black community where we try to like kind of play it to the back. Um, and some, like, I feel like some of the mental health things, it, it's a lot of the tools and nuggets in there that we can use in our regular everyday life that will help. But I do feel like some of them are like, okay, y'all going too far. Like, that's, no, that child might need their ass kids. Like, legit. I'm not saying that was goes the way, but sometimes the good foot in the ass stops a whole lot of ass. Um, so just learning that balance. But also, again, using all the tools around you. And I feel like that's that's just the biggest thing, not just in your children, but even for you. Using all the tools around you is something that has definitely, um, even in my, uh, I guess you could call it a career, <laughs> I don't know what, job work situation, just learning to use the tools around me and the people around me for different things because I've been at my location for about six years now. And although I know for a fact I am not getting paid what I am supposed to be getting paid, and I know I'm not to the point where I have literally told my bosses I could quit and go work for Target and make my paycheck. So, What y'all And it's been, oh, wait, let's shuffle and move things around. Absolutely. You're absolutely going to, or you can go back to what you, that uncertainty that's, uh, that no, no one is reliable. It's, you don't know who's going to be here from one day to the next, or you have someone there for a couple months and then they're gone because they find something better because some people know they were. This is just a stepping stool. So, what risk are you willing to put your business in? And that's where we are, or we were a couple months ago. Um, and I'll be honest, that's what we're going to be come January. My question for the ladies was this. When it came to your level up, your different levels that you've been to, to level up, did you celebrate? Whether, no matter how small they were or how big they were, did you celebrate them? And if you did not, why? I don't know. That's, I never thought of it. I mean, but why? You know what? I feel like, I, I will say this for me, honestly, I, I never really celebrated my, my love up. Whether it was like eighth grade graduation, high school graduation, college graduation, graduation, I never really celebrated Like, at least, I, I don't think with when it comes to education, it's because it was expected. Like, I, it to me wasn't, it wasn't really an accomplishment. It was a get this done. And so because I was in the house of get this done, I got it done. The other thing for me to be very honest is for high school and before, I didn't really work. Like, I feel kind of bad saying this, but I'm truly the person like I at that age I was naturally gifted with intelligence. Like I literally was in gifted programs all over the place. I was the type of person to, and and even through college because I did this, I had a whole term paper due that I literally wrote 
the weekend before it was due, hand it in. It was about it was my criminal justice class. It was about uh, death penalty and whether we should keep it, have a moratorium for it, or get rid of it. And I kind of freaked out in September when she gave it to us. I went in the library, looked for books that had to do with the death penalty, and I never opened any of my middle lists. Come like December before it was due, I spent the weekend running because I didn't have my own laptop. I was between the library, my best friend's room, the computer lab, but they a nice computer lab until the, the next semester that thing opened. So I was in the library, told them all, all stuff to write this paper, handed it in, I got an A. She was like, I don't even understand why you were panicking. But I live my life as a procrastinator. I have perfected the art of procrastination. <laughs> so to me, I felt like, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, because I saw people that would be like in the library studying, like, I don't know, oh my God, mm-hmm. and do I know? And they're like working for this. And I'm the type of person, if I don't know it by the time I leave this place, I'll probably have to do it. Because I'm not going to go back and look at my notes. I'm going to take notes because I'm writing down, so I'm listening and writing. I'm probably going to glance at these maybe before a test and be like, whatever I know, I know what I know and I don't. That's how I feel about it. And I still graduated with honors. And I just, I didn't work. I felt like I didn't put the work forward to where like, one, it was bad. Two, again, it was in my house expected that you would graduate high school. And I'm not, I didn't like, I didn't have the big high school graduation party like a lot of people I didn't have. My mom asked me, do you want you one? Dinner. Yeah, she was like, do you want one? And I was like, no. First of all, I have a lot of family friends in But it was just like, what? Like, to me, I didn't feel, it wasn't something I wanted to do. It was like, society tells me I have to graduate high school. You tell me I have to graduate high school with at least a 90 average. Fine. My intelligence will not let me have to leave high school with less than like a 95. I did that. But I don't really feel any anything behind it. I don't, and I know like even from the, my certificate program, I remember Marshall asked me, are you going to celebrate? Like my first, the end of my first semester, I didn't celebrate because honestly, that was a rough December. And that was a very rough December. I basically just wanted to be by myself. Um, my housing situation fell. Romantic life was like down the drain. Me and my best friend were on the outs. I had been in the hospital. Um, it, there was so much that had happened that December that I was just like, I don't even want to celebrate. I just want to chill out. It's kind of like how I felt about my birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to my, I was, I probably would have celebrated more actually graduating from the program itself in May, but my grandmother died. So like by that, I don't want to, I don't really like mentally, I'm not, I'm just trying to get through. And so I really don't think I celebrate my level ups because I don't know how I would celebrate. Like to me, celebrations tend to, like my mind with celebrations tends to like family, friends, big extravaganza thing, thing happens. I don't really have a lot of family, I don't have a lot of friends. So, like, to me, I'm the type of person, I just, yay, cupcake for me, and we won't. And I wasn't. So that's what I said for myself. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy because as much as I don't celebrate it for myself, I make it a point to celebrate for my chief. Um, 
which is, I think, because I didn't celebrate it for myself, I want them to know that your baby steps matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that I don't recognize that my baby steps matter. It's just, I think it's more like you said, this is what was expected of you. So it's like, okay, this is a requirement. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I celebrating this? Like, for me, this is, okay, we go to school. Cool, we graduate. Cool. Was I excited I graduated high school? Yes. But for me, graduating high school meant now you're an adult. And 17, because I graduated 17, 17 17-year-old me was, I was just six, wait, super January, February, March, five months ago, I was 16. So I'm still new to this. Like, I was just 16 years old. Now I'm 17, out of high school. What the heck? I'm quote unquote an adult. I was scared out of my brain. What the hell? But even your other accomplishments, like you say, even as an adult, um, accomplishments, you still don't suffer. Um, I don't feel like I've accomplished too much as an adult. I don't. I think there's that too. I don't feel like I've accomplished much as an adult. I feel like my accomplishments are probably more so, again, within my children. I don't think personally I've accomplished. Outside of me just losing 25 pounds. <laughs> but even in that, I look at myself and I'm like, you still got some weight to go about. Calm down, don't get too excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but th- again, that's just me. I'm like, yeah, cool. Great. And for real, something like now, if I ever went back to school and I graduated and all that, I'd be happy. But at the same time, I know me, I would feel like, bitch, you should be doing this years ago. Now you playing catch up. So, and that's the other part. It's like, okay, yeah, everybody goes, yes, now I'm too late. Okay, but realistically, especially when you had the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I like, it, you, you were already in school. I was in school, right? You should have been this So, like, that's how I felt when I graduated my centimeter program. It was like, well, you should have been. You, this should have been what you, you should have gone to school for something valid. Sorry. <laughs> versus like perform art like chick you let like you had the capacity to be yeah like, like you you was being lazy okay great now you're halfway where you're supposed to that but mm-hmm. that's me and that's why I'm like I feel like I'm, I'm probably very hard on myself than most people but I feel like girl a lot of times I do I'm like girl you're so far behind the damn curve shut up so you want me to wait for my next question? You like, <laughs> <laughs> got a whole nother question. We got this on, like, oh, well, God. do you celebrate yours? So I did not originally. I did not until um, I just graduated from New State. Someone put something together for me to celebrate me. But I didn't because I thought just like you guys, I'm like, this is expected. I have to do this, you know, you got to get from here to here. And this is just what this we the do. process. But right. As women ourselves, this instilled in us that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but I realized that somebody else doing it for me, it was a whole nother feeling. Mm. You know what I mean? It was something that you could get back. Right, right, right. No, and, and maybe that's it too. I think that's it. I don't feel like, because I'm like that, like when the kids, when Marshall's kids leveled up, <laughs> moved to that next, 
uh, level last year when they did because of COVID, they didn't have all the celebrations. We did that. Yeah, I had him go buy cakes. We did a little nighting ceremony. I had to tell him what a nighting ceremony even was. But I was like, that was a whole thing. I celebrated and made sure they knew that we recognized their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. So I guess to me, I would have wanted somebody to recognize my accomplishments, but I wasn't going to do it for myself. Like, I just was. Like, if somebody else would throw me a party for everything, right? I'd have definitely been like, oh, somebody else recognized me, man. But I'm never going, I'm probably never going to celebrate myself because I am extremely hard on myself. And to me, I expect, like you, I expect it to be done. Yeah. It's got to be done, get done. Oh, girl. And see, I think another part of me is like, if I tell you what my, my plan was for my life and you look at what my life is now, it is complete <laughs> from what I and and the way that I was, well, I am on certain things. Is when I said this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't happen, it was like, oh crap, because I wasn't one to be not. I wasn't one who accepted backup plans. Not that my parents didn't teach me to have one. I didn't accept them. Well, what's your backup plan? What you mean? I'm going to ask for Jenna Jackson. What's your backup plan? What, what you mean? <laughs> I want you to ask Janet Jackson. Not knowing what my parents were telling me is Janet Jackson is X amount of years old. By the time you get old enough to even qualify for these things, she she's going to be, be right. she may be, you know, not touring as much. So what is your plan? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, so it didn't compute to me. And so it was like, okay, well, fine. I knew I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. One, my family was so around me. I was around That's all I was around about. Outside of my mama who worked for the government, everybody else was an entrepreneur. Grandmamas, my grandfather, like everybody else. So I knew I wanted my own this, that, that, the other. How are you going to do that? I'm going to chill for Jenny Jackson. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to how I'm going to network. I had all of that plan. So when I go to school and then I get pregnant, it was... Oh, so that's not going to happen. Oh, so that's not going to happen. I thought I was going to be with, oh, oh, okay. So, and it was a lot of monkey wrenches. So at that point, it became do what you need to do to survive and make sure your son doesn't have or give your son the chance to live his, you know, it became that versus well, set a new goal, set a new dream. I don't have time for dreams. I can set a goal that I reach, but I don't have time for a dream. The, I, I'm not, the, I, yeah, my dreams are gone. Dreams are gone. Like, bump a dream. I don't have time to be dreaming because while I'm over here dreaming, my son's being left behind. I don't have time for that. I can set a realistic goal. But if it's not realistic in my head, then don't come to me. And that's just how I feel. And I mean realistic, like, no, you can do this. It might be a little tough. It might be a little hard. You might have a little, you might have some obstacles. I'm okay with that. But when it, I can literally pile up and look at my life day to day and know that this is not conducive. Then I, I'm not going to set myself up for that failure. I'm not. I have all the faith in the world. I'm just not going to set myself up for that failure because I know life. I know, like, is if it can give you a F, you it will. So what I'm not gonna do is put myself in that position to give for you to give me a F, you, and I'm not be able to take it. 
pivot. I'm not being able to pivot. If I can't pivot, then what? And I got people behind me that I'm responsible for. I, I cannot be able, I cannot be able not to be able to pivot. I have to be able to pivot. That, that's, that's essential for me. So while that may be a dream, let's be a little bit more realistic. <laughs> that's bang for you back. And that's for me. While I'm saying this for me, it's hilarious because I'm telling my kids, what are your dreams? Set your goals to your dreams because I don't want them to have the outlook that I have. So it's that gray area, fine line, that thing. But that's why I don't. I feel like, girl, you so far behind the curve. You almost 40. You don't have eyes. Yes, you're married. But y'all, let me tell y'all. I tell anybody this, I don't have time for drama. I had six children, a husband, three baby mamas, and a baby dad. I don't have one. I don't, I don't have one. I got enough going in my life. I don't have one. So with that logic, girl, somebody got to be stable. And if that means it's me, and I'm hated for it, then oh well, I'll be that person. That, and that's that's my level up. That, that's why I don't like, oh, my celebration is birthdays. You know, I made it over here. <laughs> um, like a lot of people like to say so-and-so 2.0 or me 2.0 or level up me. Um, do you ever feel like there will be a point where you feel like I'm done. Like I'm comfortable, I'm done. When I have my house, my five dogs, um, I'm not a cat lady, ladies and gentlemen. She's a farmer. I'm a farmer. Listen, I promise you, if I could get a horse, but I didn't actually take care of the horse, I would. If I could adopt the horse and have it somewhere else, they do. So I want else to take care of it, but I want to have it. I'm not a cat lady. So I'm going to be, and I think the husband, the husband tried to play me earlier because he tried to tell me that. But hold I'm up. Hold up. She, this thing yeah. talk about a farm. Ask her what's in her house. I only got a cat in the nose. That's it. And three, and three kids. That's it. Well, I had, I had two dogs. One of them should have had to go. I didn't do it. <laughs> That's why okay. she was like, I think we should get a turtle or what? I don't know. My daughter wants a hedgehog. So those are cute. It's gonna live at your damn house. I want house. a hedgehog. My mother just promised an African pygmy hedgehog. And they want two ferrets. I don't want them. They like they stink. First of all, I right. don't want nothing else in that house. But you know what? My son does want a turtle. And I told him, you know, he keep his hygiene up because you know you can get salmonella section of grand so it's pretty much it's all kind of stuff. But they want a bunch of animals. We don't have that type of house. Farmers. <laughs> you don't call somebody a farmer. That's because she wants to say those. I said bitch. How we make that thing? And I said five. Come on, folks in the house. What is it? <laughs> Y'all don't know that about that. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. I love the movie. Y'all don't know that about that movie. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will have reached my level up once I have my own, my own 
I don't, I don't, I don't know what the end is. I think the end for me is when I'm comfortable. I think I will never stop leveling up because as I said in our very first episode, I'm all about the patience. I'm always about learning and learning new things. And so when it comes to learning, I'll constantly be doing that. That's that's until I die situation. But as far as like stability, because I guess to me there are different ways to level up people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can level up professionally, you can level up personally, you can level up as a parent, you can level up as, you know, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, I think professionally. My level up stops when I have my own business, side hustle that's making me money, and I still have my regular job that's making me money because I do have an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit but I also like health insurance and having somebody else pay for that health insurance. So, Amen. I don't always want to work because Amen. I appreciate having that. I'm not going to apologize for that, but I do like the, uh, the entrepreneurship of having to do what I want when I want to do it in a lot of ways. Um, for me, on a on a personal level, that's professionally. Personally, I think I'll stop. I don't know when I have my six dogs, my five dogs, and keep them that one. Um, but and, and it's, I think it's it's difficult for me as well because, like Michelle said about her backup plan, I've always been a free spirit. I never really had a plan. <laughs> I kind of was just like. I mean, I'm going to do this. I remember telling my mother, I don't want to go to college. She was like, okay, well, then what are you going to do? I don't know. So I guess I'm going to college. Like, that was literally the only reason I was college because that was my black backup plan because I had no other plan. I think for me, in my ideal world, as Michelle said about her and Jenna Jackson and Nancy, I never really knew what I wanted to do, but in my ideal world, I had three kids by her. I, they would have all had the same father. We'd have had a very nice parental agreement because I never wanted to be here. I can honestly say that I, up until 20, 29 to 30, was the only two years year that I actually really wanted to be married. And that was based on the guy, was one of the guys I was dealing with had two kids, two moms, and I did not want me to be a mom of three. So I was like, let's have kids, bro. You have to marry me because I'm not doing that. But otherwise, I never wanted to be married, but I wanted all of my kids to have the same father. And so I would always tell my mother, I'm going to draw this contract. We're going to be friends. I'm going to draw it up. And it's going to say, like, your, your pain is mine for five years because my kids, I had how I wanted them. I wanted my first kid at, like, 23, then 26, and 28. Then when I got closer to 23, and I realized at 19, oh, 23 ain't that far. Or 20, 23 is not that far. I'm not going to be ready to do that. Maybe I'll be 24, 27, 29. Like, it was going to be three years, then two years, and I'm done. Then it was like, well, you 21, how you felt about that 24? Uh-uh. <laughs> maybe, maybe 25. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, I'm 34 with no 991, but I got to go. I'm not and I was like, and I'm and I'm 34, having watched females, having having God children, mind you, um, having been God mother, and more to the point, as Michelle knows, because whatever my son, as I call him, I had my oldest godson every weekend for a year because his mother was working through the week, his father was trash. I remember the one time I, I dropped him off to his father because he was like, I really want my son, so I'm gonna bring my son. Here you go. An hour later, 
yeah, can you come get them? Because I, I mean, I got stuff to do. No, you want to run the streets. So I went and got my child. And I told her at the time, I said, look, and I called my baby mama. I told her, um, I'm never, ever, 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 ever dropping him onto the I don't even, I don't care what he says. So be clear on that. But I say that because I, I did, I guess so I did mother. I got three kids in my house right now that I deal with. So I mother to them. So to me, my goals that have shifted as Michelle's have, I think as all of ours have, because that's just what life does. Mm-hmm. So to an extent, I don't even ever know it's a point where you stop leveling up because your levels just may change. Mm-hmm. So they have to shift based on whatever life throws at you because you're not going through life by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whether you did or didn't want to get divorced, that happens because it's you dealing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Whether Michelle did or didn't want to be a single mother, you're dealing with somebody else. So you now have, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Whether I, I want a kid, but I never found anybody that matched that until, you know, time like now. Like if me and Marshall, if I would have, if I would have met him 10 years ago and been like, look, this is my plan. I want kids. I want them all to have the same dad. I want them to sign these papers. We're going to do, which is something that came up when we did the other one out was, well, you going to do, I would do this legally, like notarize and everything. Let's draw up a parental contract. And if, and I will always tell my mother, I always leave the door open. And maybe this is my romance side version of life. This is very true, probably, because I'm very much a business minded, logical person. If I left the door in their space in my mind and my heart for he and I to have something romantic, yeah. But the base to me was supposed to be rooted in friendship and a love for children and family and wanting to be a parent. And we can figure out us romantically during that or somewhat after that. Because I had seen, even as a child being very observant, I had seen this. I had seen families fall. I had seen kids, my peers, suffering behind me because these people who one time, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, hate each other now. Mm-hmm. And the kid is caught in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I can avoid that if I had kids with a friend and we brought papers. Because then even if I can't stand you, you can't not stand me, look, because you signed this. We did this, we agreed, and I can come. And we do this every year because, again, with COVID, diseases, life, accidents, whatever happens. We readdress and reassess this contract every year, this parental agreement every year. We should never get to the point where we hate each other because our parenting of this these kids is built and is built on a foundation of friendship and understanding of the parental responsibilities. You and I romantically, whether we work or we don't, we built this mm-hmm. based on them. Right. That was always what I had with And so my, I say that because that didn't happen. And so my level up has had to be, I'm a, I gotta do all this stuff. So it's been that independence that I said earlier. That my level up from potential codependence and raising a child to just being by myself and it's gonna be this, more than likely this is what it's gonna be for you. I have to adjust. It's, it's been level shifting, which means it's been game shifts, which means the level shift. I don't think it's ever going to be an end, an end result for me as far as I'm that because every time I reach one goal, either I already am trying to reach another one at that time. So even now, like I was explaining to you, I kind of laughed at me. I was like, I'm only getting like that ten or twelve thousand dollar raise, you know, with this promotion. And y'all are like, but it's not what I. It's not that. 
it was the fact that he was like, it's only, you said only, you prefaced yeah. it with the word only, like this is going to be minimal. So you you guys are saying like, I mean, I'm only getting, so I'm thinking 2,000, right, 3,000, couple hundred. No, but, you know, so my, my goals themselves, you know, I was like, okay, boom, got my degree, did this, did this. So, you know, with working with the company I work with, you know, we make a decent amount as it is. But then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, it's only 82000 You know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, all right, it's a little bit of a step up, but I'm thinking at least six figures. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my five-year goal now right now is that I want to make 150000 a year, but only work 40 hours. So that's why I'm trying to put myself in those places to do that. But even with making 150, it's like, okay, once you reach 150, yes, ma'am. I'm going to use my hand. Once you reach the, the 150 level um, or salary itself, you know, what's the next step up from there? You know, so I'm going to continuously, as soon as I reach a goal, is what's next from there? Okay, honey, there. Um, can I do it? Mm-hmm. Take you at. No, I meant, can I not oh. with you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, 
if you don't want to go, then don't go. And leave it at that. To me, that was such a relief than having to try to make up a fake number. And and that is for me, it was a weeding out process. If you wanted to call, you didn't care how the number looked. You would call. You would at least say the truth. So it might be fake. It might. It might be but fake. But if you're really interested, I'm interested, then I'm a call. And and that I'm gonna be honest, it did. It helped me get out a whole bunch of people. Because like even in conversations, it became. I didn't think this was real. So it became a topic of right. conversation. Yeah, so it was kind of like, he was like, and it was funny because one of them, I was like, I feel like I just passed the test. And in my head, I was like, oh, <laughs> but I love my number just for what it is. And then having children, it's so easy for them to remember. remember. It's so easy. So when it came time to teach my stepchildren, okay, in case of an emergency, because daddy can't answer his phone at the job that he's at. Right. Case of mercy, you need to know stepmommy's number. I taught them my number, and they were like, that's it? I was like, yes. So it's just automatic. But if you ask any of my stepchildren mm-hmm. the other parents' number, they can't get it to you. I actually like your number's going to be like a heart because it's that simple. It's like four, four. So I guess the last question that I will ask um, is... What is your current level up goal? Like where you are now, what is your level up goal? Like what is it that you are trying to achieve? Let's say by the end of this level up or by the end of 2021. Um, as I stated a few moments ago, I'm definitely challenging um, my work at my current position. Um, because of the economy and what it is now, stability first over anything. Mm-hmm. So just to get that stability back to where we were is number one. Um, and then from there to move forward, because as we know, things can change. Especially COVID hasn't taught us anything else. It's taught us that things can change in the drop of a hat. So with that being said, um, leaving that room to go, okay, look, let's look for this stability, but um, what is your like this backup plan? Um, so for me, it's concentrating on uh, the podcast, concentrating on um, folk. I have a hard time focusing in on one thing at a time. The way my brain works is, and Siobhan knows this. Siobhan, you're watching to the space. Let's, my, it took forever to get to podcast. The way my brain works, because I, I feel like I am a true creative, mm. I will literally have an idea and go, oh, and be extremely excited about it and throw out everything. And I'm like, I want this, 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 that, and the other. But while I'm planning out that idea, that idea branches another one. So as quick as that comes, another one comes, and I'm like, ooh, but I can take this and turn this into that while that's doing that. And I, t- I tell anybody, the best job for me would be the job where I could come in and throw, have this idea, throw it to that team, have this idea. And from that, because I know my brain, something else is going to come, and it's another team on standby that I can take it and throw that idea to. And I can, I, granted, I, when I throw it, I'm not, not nurturing them, but I know the way my brain works. So because of me knowing this, it's like, I was like, that's the type of job that I would need. But you know, those jobs, what they require? Degrees. Degrees. 
And usually masters. And yeah. Because you're a director or something. Mm-hmm. Not and, but I know my skill level is there. I just don't have the patience or attention span to sit in a classroom for you to tell me, here's your paper. Now you can be as creative as you want. What? I was already doing it. I was already doing it. <laughs> so, or for someone to try to border my creativity. Don't do that. Oh, because I, I could be thinking, well, you know, that's not going to work because in the standard X, Y, and Z, uh, that's not standard. This is what I'm going to do. So, um, but that that's how my brain works. So for me, my thing is it, it, with this podcast, and this is my first of many tools where I'm like, my first of many projects where I'm like, this is the one I'm going to hunt. One, I'm really, really passionate about this. Siobhan knows I'm there for getting what we got it. Um, this is the one I'm like, okay, even and even if nothing comes from this, like I'm not expecting to blow up and be a oh influencer. I'm not expecting any of that. But if somebody can look at us and say, hey, I can do this, they say, well, I watched so and so and so and so while they were going in, and this is what I got, and they go and take it and run for the stars. And I don't, I reach this level, but they up here. But they go, oh yeah, I watch them. Oh, I feel like I come with something. And I learned a lot. I got to share a lot. People got to see that I'm flawed. People got to see, look, everybody got great in their head. And I feel like I'm normal. So as long as I can show other people who are like me, you're normal. I'm okay with this not going anywhere because I think this been kind of like for me it's different. So that's what this is for me, and that's what I want. That's my level up for this is just to be able to have an idea and stay focused on it, even if it's creating within it, but to still stay focused on just that one. Um, I know my sister has uh, my sisters because not only uh, Siobhan here, my braiding sister. Tarisha uh, is been pushing for me to do this whole event planning thing because I have been planning events since before COVID. And many events have a love-hate relationship. Like it drives me crazy, but I do love it. I love the end results and go go. Ooh, all this stress going about this. And move on to the next thing. And I um I feel like it, if I went back to school, it would probably be in the event planning, hospitality, like someplace where I can take all of my natural interests and scatterbrainness and scatterbrainness and make it work for me. Because I, I am very scatterbrained. Very. And and I am learning to be okay with it. And telling everybody else, look, I'm sorry. This is how my brain works. I didn't do it. And I can try to change it. Yeah. Then it's not authentic. <laughs> and it just doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. I look out of place. I feel out of place. Everybody is not asking me what's wrong. You okay? You don't look right. So I won't do that again. I'm weird. I'm okay with it. If you're not okay with my weirdness, go be weird someplace else. <laughs> or go be normal someplace else. I'm weird. <laughs> so what's your show? What is your end goal for oh, this level? What's your end level? To be honest, I just accomplished it over the weekend. It was a promotion um, that I've been. 
I, I literally been striving for this for seven years. That's a long time. Um, and I couldn't have done it without the paper. Mm-hmm. You know, the degree so so is that and it's starting my master's in September. That's the only thing um that was left for 2021. Um going into 2022, though, my new goal, like I told you, was to start, I can't say start a family, but you know, to um, yeah, to add on to our family for 2022 and to start my family. I don't care if she names someone that's godmother. I'm going to walk in. I'm a godmother. They were like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yet. This is my brain. This is how it works. Just let me live. But that was already going to be. I don't, okay. I don't like too many people. And I'll be honest, if you see how often we talk, you yeah. will be like, but well, why? Y'all don't need to talk. But we do. Because when we talk, talk, we talk a lot. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. That's another thing. Some people use misuses the word complacent when they actually mean content. I'm not complacent. I'm just content. And some people can't understand that. And yours. Shimon Camille. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine.